White House hopeful Mayor Pete Buttigieg tries to explain why he's a pro-choice Christian. We'll take a look at what he said. Plus, Liberty University President Jerry Falwell Jr. faces corruption accusations from more than two dozen current and former employees. We'll tell you more. And should In God We Trust remain on U.S. currency? We'll tell you who doesn't think so. That's all ahead. This is Relevant Daily. It's relevant. It's relevant daily. Relevant daily. Relevant daily. It's relevant daily. Hey everyone, I'm Cameron Strang. Welcome to Relevant Daily, where we bring you what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. All of those stories are coming up, but first, a brief message from today's sponsor. At Baylor University's Truett Seminary, kingdom-minded women and men are equipped to follow their callings wholeheartedly committed to rigorous academic instruction and intentional spiritual formation, Truett offers seven Master of Divinity graduate certificates, as well as seven joint degrees in the fields of law, business, education, social work, and music. Wherever your calling may take you, Truett Seminary will help to prepare you for the journey. Learn more at baylor.edu forward slash Truett. Thank you to Baylor University. All right. To tell us about today's stories, it's our senior editor, Tyler Huckabee. Hey, Tyler. Hey, Cameron. All right. So first up, Mayor Pete is getting into some controversial waters about abortion. Tell us what's going on. Yeah, so uh, as we've talked about here, many Christian voters who are sort of uneasy with the religious rights Trump word trajectory over the last few years have found a little bit of respite in the South Bend mayor and Democratic presidential candidate Pete Buttigieg. Although nowhere near the front runner in the race, Buttigieg has been a winsome presence at debates and he speaks pretty thoughtfully about his faith. However, his pro-choice stance remains a pretty bitter pill for many Christian voters to swallow. 77% of white evangelicals in America believe abortion should be legal in most or all cases, according to Pew. Now, Buttigieg is trying to explain where he's coming from. Okay, so what's what's his case? Okay, so on Power 105.1 FM's Breakfast Club show, Buttigieg acknowledged that abortion is, to quote him, obviously a tough issue for a lot of people to think through morally. He went on to say, then again, you know, there's a lot of parts of the Bible that talk about how life begins with breath. Buttigieg continued. And so even that is something that we can interpret differently. Now, some pro-choice Christians do interpret Genesis 2-7, which says, Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being, as indicating that life begins with breath. He went on to say, But I think no matter what you think about the kind of cosmic question of how life begins, most Americans can get on board with the idea of, all right, I might draw the line here, you might draw the line there, but the most important thing thing is the person who should be drawing that line is the woman making the decision. Uh, can most Americans actually get on board with that, though? <laughs> well, not exactly. Uh, public opinion on abortion is very, very divided, obviously. The most recent surveys suggest that very few Americans take what you might call an absolutionist stance on abortion. Most say that it either should be legal or illegal in most but not all cases. That is to say, they believe there should be a few exceptions either way. Uh, Buttigieg's comments drew unexpected ire from the right. Uh, one particularly noteworthy detractor was a guy by the name of Ryan Glesman. He's a church pastor in Michigan, and he happens to be Buttigieg's own brother-in-law. Uh, he told the uh, Washington Examiner, if we're going to say we're for all people and we love all people, but we don't value human life in the womb, that's being a hypocrite. You're hypocritical if you don't stand up for all life. So that's why I'm speaking out. Mm. 
So, okay, do you think this is going to be a, a make or break issue for Mayor Pete? That's an interesting question, and we'll have to see. Uh, the majority of white evangelicals do oppose abortion, like I said earlier, but new research indicates it's actually not quite as high a political priority as it's often considered to be. In 2018, LifeWay research found that most white evangelicals considered standard conservative issues like the economy and immigration to be far more politically important than abortion. 62% of evangelicals said the economy was their number one issue in the 2016 election, followed by health care and immigration. Just 36 6% listed abortion as a high priority. That was below things like religious liberty, taxes, and even personal character. In other words, while Buttigieg's position on abortion may not be very popular among white evangelicals, it won't necessarily disqualify him for voting for them. But white evangelicals obviously still kind of tough to figure out in this arena. So anything's possible. Okay, I, I don't agree with that poll at all. That 62% of evangelicals said the economy was their number one issue in the 2016 election. That was not our observation, nor the exit polls in any way, shape or form. The The economy in 2016 was booming. It wasn't like, oh, no, we need to go another direction. You know what I mean? It was uh, what came out in the exit polls was that even though, you know, the, the a lot of evangelicals might have uh, had some openness, especially younger evangelicals, some openness on some of the social issues and some of the larger conversation uh, that when they got into the voting booth, they couldn't cross the abortion line. That I mean, that is 80% of young evangelicals voted Republican because of that one issue. And that's what came out in the exit polling. So sorry, Lifeway Research, but I mean, I don't, I don't know that I agree with that. Anyway, okay. Well, turning to the Falwell beat, which seems to fill our Twitter feeds every day. <laughs> it really does. There's some awfully big news uh, this week. Tell us about it. Yeah, so over at Politico, a journalist and actually a Liberty University grad named Brandon Ambrosino published a big 8,000-word ferociously reported piece on Jerry Falwell Jr., obviously the president of Liberty University. All told, he got two dozen current and former Liberty officials to describe what they call a culture of fear and self-dealing at the world's largest Christian university and detailing why, quote, they don't think he's the right man to read Liberty University or serve as a figurehead in the Christian and conservative movement. Uh, while concerns are raised about a number of Falwell's controversial activities, the bulk of the article investigates Liberty's shady real estate deals, deals that often benefited Falwell's family and friends. Uh, one senior university official, like almost everyone quoted in the piece, asked to remain anonymous, said, we're not a school. We're a real estate hedge fund. We're not educating. We're buying real estate every year and taking students' money to do it. All told, needless to say, it does not paint a very flattering picture of Liberty's leadership. I, I, the thing that shocked me the most was that of the two do, or you know the two dozen people quoted anonymously, several were board of trustee members. I yeah, mean, that, exactly. That carries some real weight. Uh, so what are some of the big takeaways that the article found? Well, there's a lot of takeaways, and I would encourage people to go read the full piece. We link to it over at relevantmagazine.com. But here's three major takeaways. Uh, one big one, people at Liberty are very scared of Jerry Falwell Jr. You had quotes from people saying things like, it's a dictatorship. Nobody craps at the university without Jerry's approval. And fear is probably Falwell's most powerful weapon. Uh, and that fear really played out in the way some of these people would give their interviews. In fact, one current employee would only agree to do the interview with Ambrosino via a burner phone because he thought Falwell would be monitoring his conversations. That employee said everybody is scared for their life. Everybody walks around in fear. 
Um, uh, some of the other the two other big takeaways. One is that the Falwell's trouble with photographs isn't just a rumor. Obviously, we uh, we heard the story about Michael Cohen, the President uh, Donald Trump's former personal lawyer, being brought in to help bury a potentially damaging photograph of the Falwells earlier this year. That's not the only photo story. There are some other sort of allegedly salacious photos that the Falwells have had to recruit some other people to try to help them bury. And um, the final takeaway might be that the Falwells political punditry is putting liberty at risk. Falwell's appreciation for Trump is obviously very well known, uh, but it's been the source of some of some controversy, even on campus, even among some of Liberty employees who consider themselves to be Trump supporters. Uh, for example, uh, Becky Falwell, Jerry Falwell Jr.'s wife, spearheaded an effort to have MAGA-branded Liberty t-shirts and hats sold by a third-party vendors after Trump's commencement address. At least one expert that Ambrosino consulted with said that 501c3 organizations like Liberty crossed a line with merch like that. So these are just some of the issues. And there's really, uh, I saw one journalist call it a cascade of scoops in this long piece. And the big question coming out of it is, what does Liberty University do now? Yeah, well, uh, the reason why, in my opinion, that a couple of trustee members would talk anonymously and say that they don't approve of his behavior, but not do anything about it, Mm -hmm. is the fact that there's an enrollment of 105,000 students, mostly online, they are booming. There's no, you know, like as as a governing board, by every measurable, the administration is doing an exceptional job, and and that exactly, and and that people who cross him uh, will lose out on their you know jobs and roles and all the other things and. Nobody's going to do anything about it. That's my prediction. I, that seems that seems very likely. And and obviously, Falwell has weathered a lot of really negative press over the past couple of years. So this this is it, very big. He, There's some very concerning things in here. But it's hard to believe that this is going to be the thing that really breaks the camel's no. back when he's endured so much bad press up to this point. Well, he can just adopt the victim mentality of it's mm. us versus them. Everybody's out to get us because we're doing God's work, and you know, and then. Now they have the martyr mentality. So awesome! I did happen to see. Uh, I did happen to see on LinkedIn that Liberty is on the market for a new PR person. So th- that's <laughs> if there's any enterprising job seekers out there who'd like a really big challenge, uh, feel free to send them your resume. Uh, yeah, so is ISIS. So um, okay, and finally, uh, on a different note, the phrase "In God We Trust" has been on U.S. currency for as long as we can remember. It's been a long time. Uh, but now there's a new group saying that it maybe shouldn't be. Tell us, tell us about this report. Yeah, so this is a survey conducted by a right-wing college news site called The College Fix, surveyed 3,000 college students in the U.S. and found that 45% of college students aren't into the national motto and God we trust on U.S. currency. Uh, 53% think it should remain. Now, this survey is interesting. It comes in the wake of a Supreme Court decision earlier this year to reject a challenge to the motto's place on currency, upholding an opinion from the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals. That decision found that the motto, quote, does not compel citizens to engage in a religious observance. In other words, it's not technically breaking any sort of law about church and state because it's not forcing you to worship God just by being on your money. Yeah. Uh, obviously, that's not necessarily an opinion that uh, some college students find terribly convincing. Yeah, saying in God we trust as a historical motto is not mm-hmm. saying you must trust God to be a citizen or something. And it, exactly. so, so what's the breakdown that the report found? 
Uh, well, there's some surprising things and some unsurprising things. Unsurprisingly, uh, there's a pretty big difference when you break the poll down along political party lines. Two thirds of the college students who say they're Democrats support removing the motto compared to just 6%, just 6% of Republicans who agree. Um, when you look at things uh, by, by the racial breakdown, it does get a little interesting. Black students were the racial group most likely to be in favor of keeping the motto. 69% of black students surveyed said it should stay. White students and Latino students at 51% and 50% were the uh, were the least likely to agree that it should stay on there. So sort of an interesting take. We'll see if those, uh, as these college students graduate and get into the workforce, if they continue to bring more legal challenges to the national motto being on the U.S. currency or even just remaining the national motto period. Yeah. And, and, and people need to remember, it hasn't been there for 300 years. It was yeah. something that was added in the last century. So Relatively um, certainly. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Well, thanks, Tyler. Uh, to read more about those stories and everything else we're covering today, make sure to check out the homepage at relevantmagazine.com. Also, for the latest, make sure to follow Relevant on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, posting every day. And finally, subscribe to our print magazine, issue 101 is leaving the printer right now. And uh, make sure to check out all of our other podcasts. We're here every weekday, bringing you the latest at the intersection of faith and culture. Thanks for listening, everyone. This is Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily.